Hey guys, it's your boy Noir. Have you ever heard of Noir? Nah, not me. I mean Noir Coin. Noir is a decentralized digital currency created to ensure your transactions are secure, private, and untraceable. They use this fantastic protocol called Sigma, which provides you complete anonymity over your funds. It has a 2.5 minute block time. What I thought was really cool is that it's a community governed currency. So all of the decisions are made by the community. So check it out. It also has no max supply. So anyone can mine Noir and use it every day as a daily payment method. You want more information? Make sure you follow them on Twitter at NoirCoin. That's at NoirCoin. And make sure you check them out at NoirOfficial.org. That's NoirOfficial.org. You're listening to the only place on the internet that offers the perfect blend of high-quality premium cigars and cryptocurrency news and commentary. Welcome to Cigars and Crypto. Now here's your host, Invest Noir. Good evening, how are you? I'm, I'm well, I'm well. It's, uh... I, uh, so it's just a kind of a little busy time. I, um, so I've been co-writing this, a, a book and that book comes out in November. And uh, this is some um, working with my co-author and we're, you know, coming up with a marketing plan and trying to find sponsors and other things who are going to help us with this next, next phase. And it's just, you know, go, doing that on top of my day job right now. And so it's uh, a busy time. Yeah, man. Tell me about the book. Sure. So the the title is called "Be Left Behind." It's like a cheeky, um, a, a cheeky provocative title. That's when you show it to people, most of them go, "Oh wait, but I don't want to be left behind." Kind of a thing. And um, <laughs> so the book itself, it's an extension of what our our podcast and YouTube show is. So we started that back in 2017 and uh podcast first then youtube show and it really was my so we started it from these it was selfish reasons for me because i really wanted to know what was happening in the space and have an excuse to ask a lot of people including my co-host questions about cryptocurrency and blockchain and kind of you know pull all the information i could and so we've been doing it for for a year and a, almost two years now and a little over a year ago i was speaking at a conference uh, about PR and I had a little round table about what was happening in the cryptocurrency blockchain space and everybody, well, there's like 10 people came up and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't really care about that. Just give us enough information. So we sound smart to our friends. And I was like, okay, well, I can do that. I'm like, well, what if I write all that stuff down in a book, would you buy it? And they're like, yeah, we would. So I called my co-author on the way home and I was like, Hey, so I got a crazy idea. What if we took all the information we had, distilled it down, and wrote a book? He was like, oh, okay. And so it's, uh, you know, 17 months in. And the, the book itself is, it's, the, um, it's like a, a how-to introductory book to, to buy, sell, spend, and invest in cryptocurrency. And there's a bit about what blockchain is and the implications for the, the future. And it's written... Like the, it's written in a way so that the average non-technical person can understand. And so the goal with it was like, if I were to give this book to my mom, who's not technically savvy and crashes her computer all the time, 
would she be able to follow along and at the end at least be able to make an educated decision on whether or not she likes what's happening in the cryptocurrency space. So that's the, that's the book and where we are. It's right now it's in the final editing phase and uh, you know, we're doing like the, the title design and all kind of fun stuff and, and uh, a little over a month and a half, it should be out into the public. I think that's fantastic, man. It's nice to be able to um, see an opportunity seize an opportunity and reap the benefits of that opportunity mm -hmm. you know yeah i think uh that's one of the reasons why i started my show because a lot of the guys that i smoke cigars was, were asking me tons of questions about crypto mm -hmm. and a lot of the answers i was able to provide to them but then there were some that i couldn't and i said well i need to get smarter and so i said well if i put a show together and i invite people who are smarter than me mm -hmm. to talk to me, then I can learn and they can learn and then we can learn together. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's nice to be able to find a niche and fill a space, man. So I'm really happy for you, brother. I hope yeah. that your book does really well, man. Are you self-publishing and selling it on your website or are you going to the uh, Amazon? Market? So we're, so we're, it's, uh, it's kind of like a hybrid. So we're going with, uh, it's a small independent publisher who is leading all of this. And so it will be, um, so it'll be sold on Amazon. It'll be sold on like Barnes and Nobles and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, I'm, we're not sure if we're going to put it into bookstores or not, but it's, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's like, t so technically it's, it's like a m in between self publishing and traditional publishing because we're going with a, a smaller publisher and small publishing house who's handling all the logistics, but you know, we're covering all of the costs involved in it. Yeah, man. That's good. You know, give the little guy an opportunity. Yeah. Um, and costs, while it may be uh, steep up front, uh, you will you will reap the benefit on the back end um, if the book does as well as I think it will do. Yeah. Well, th thank you. Yeah. That's what the you know that's the the the, the focus and the the push right now is to get everything in line so that it's um, you know and and part of this too is is again. Was a couple. It actually was like April, May, somewhere like that. I came up with a crazy idea of like, oh, you know, like so we know how much the book is going to cost. Why don't we get a bunch of sponsors to help us cover that? And so we've been working with people, and, you know, some 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 companies like Electronium and Litecoin Foundation, and they're like, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. And so the you know the, the goal is to get just enough to cover the basic cost of the book to cover some initial PR push and, and marketing push and then help us launch everything, you know, from there. So it's, uh, it's been a, a tremendous learning experience and uh, it's like, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic. Minus the work, it's a lot of work involved and it's a bit stressful at times, but um, you know, it's been a, a very rewarding experience so far. And I'm so glad that we met our, publishing house that we did because she is uh she's out of ireland and she's absolutely fantastic like just a, a phenomenal copy editor and both my co-author and i've said we, we feel like better writers having spent time with her because she makes us question everything like everything we put down there she's not a technical person at all so the first few times she went through this she was like yeah guys you lost me i don't know what this means so you need to rewrite it so that I can understand it. And so it's like, 
the process of rewriting and rewriting. It's been, it's been good, but busy. <laughs> right. And that's good, man. You should do a pre-sale, man. I'll buy a copy. Well, thank you. Yeah, we definitely will once. Yeah. Um, so right now you can sign up for our newsletter. It's on beleftbehind.com. And yeah, we will do, um, once we know like when the book is going to come out then we're going to do some pre-sales because I think you can do like up to three weeks or four weeks on Amazon. So we'll, we'll start lining those up and, and uh, I will definitely reach out and let you know once, once that is good and, and, and signed up. Good, man. I wish you guys well on that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm taking a look at your, uh, your profile, man. Tell me about Indigo H2O. Sure. So that was a, it was a bottled water company I started when I was in Indiana, 2011. And I ran it from 2011 to 2015. And it was um, an amazing experience and also awful all at the same time. So I, uh, I bootstrapped it from nothing. Before that, I actually had been a, I was a Broadway designer. And when the economy fell apart, I had to try to think up something new to do because there wasn't any money or production happening in New York. So I started this bottled water company in Indiana, which is where I'm from. And over the course of 2011-2015, it won three international awards, including being named the best tasting water in the world in 2015. I got really good basically at press and marketing through this, through learning this company. So I was um, featured at almost every award show, so the Oscars, Emmys, Golden Globes, um, those were all taken care of. And uh, what ultimately happened was in 2015, in February, I uh, the water won on the same weekend. It was featured at the Oscars, and so sales blew up. It was awesome. Um, so I had a pre like pre event interviews with a lot of different press. So Oscars are on Sunday, Saturday night, it wins the award for the best tasting water in the world. And so starting on Sunday, I had a whole new level of press about how the small bottle water company from Indiana won the best tasting water in the world. And over those two weeks, I got so much press that it was absolutely amazing. Like my, I had the best entrepreneurial like event in my entire career there where just things were blowing up and I had to hire new salespeople and it was great. And then a week later, the state of Indiana freaks out because they didn't quite understand what was happening. Ultimately, what it came down to is they thought I was this large international company masquerading as a startup, and they sent me a cease and desist. And over the course of a month, changed laws to make it almost impossible for my company to operate in Indiana without spending millions and millions of dollars on lobbyists. Fuck, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it was like right at the peak of my bottled water company, it was all shut down, like real quick. And uh, so I had to, like I had to hire a beverage attorney, and we went through all the like hoops of that. And at the end of it, he was like, "Listen, man, I don't know what happened, but you clearly pissed somebody off because they are changing laws and making it impossible for you to operate." So he's like, "You got two things. You can you can fight them." They've got more money than you and they'll probably bankrupt you. Or you can close the company now, walk away, go do something else. And so I, uh, I closed the company. And then within a couple of weeks, I got a, a position um, 
at Emerson College in Boston, de uh, developing a new entrepreneurship program for them, for their creative um, students. Fuck Indiana. <laughs> exactly. I, uh, so I'm, yeah. <laughs> real rap, bro. Fuck Indiana, man. That's fucked up. Yeah. They lost out on so much tax revenue and having a bright and intelligent, uh, CEO of a startup in their state, bringing, uh, press and people in tourism and commerce and revenue to their state. You know what, man? I'm glad you bounced back from that, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of. I'm glad you did. I, I kind of had to. I was, you know, I was really angry for a while. It, it took it took a while to get get past that. Now I can kind of joke about it, but for a while I was just completely angry about it. And you're right. And I, I, so I'm from Indiana. I go back every once in a while with my parents, and it's only been recently that I've been able to say something nice about <laughs> the state of Indiana and and just everything around it. So yeah. Eventually, I plan on opening another beverage company of some sort. I don't know what, but I uh, like get a taste of it, and I was having a lot of fun at the end of it. And I don't want to do another like similar kind of bottled water company because I think it's I hit so the bottled water itself is it uh, it was high alkaline mineral water, and so it was just enough on the mineral side so that it had all the benefits. Uh, but didn't have a mineral taste. It had a really crisp, clean taste. And so it was only in cobalt blue glass bottles and we gave money to charity as part of the sales. And it was a, it was a right place, right time kind of a thing. And uh, and now I think it would be harder to do that again. But I'll come up with some of that kind of beverage eventually. You can do it, bro. <laughs> Thank you. I, you can do it, man. I appreciate that. So what are you what are you working on other than your uh, really great podcast? You know what, man? I'm I really want to get my blockchain consulting company off the ground. Okay. Um, but it's difficult to do because right now I'm in grad school mm -hmm. and I am a married father of four. Wow. So time is something that I just don't have. Definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What are you studying? Time right now? is something that I don't have. Yeah, I'm working on a master's of science in organizational leadership. Okay, and uh, you know I started this program uh, in January. Mm -hmm. I will be done in uh, August of next year. Okay, and now that I've started the program and I'm moving through it, I like it. But the only thing I want to learn how to do right now is code. <laughs> That's it. I, I want to learn how to, to code in uh, Python and Rust, okay. and that's it. Mm -hmm. But I don't have the time to teach myself. Yeah. So right now, it's a dream deferred. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's just a matter of time, man, if I get back on my feet and, and, and do the things that I really want to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's funny. I tweeted that today. I tweeted that today that, you know, I have a bad habit of wanting all of my wants immediately. Mm -hmm. But life doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. You know, life doesn't work. Life is like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, you, you, you get a little bit at a time. Fuck you. You can't have it all. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm working on that, though. I'm working on it, man. Uh, patience is uh, definitely a virtue, bro. It, de <clears throat> it definitely is. 
So, hey, man, look, let me ask you a question. Sure. What do you think about the future of uh, cryptocurrency and blockchain technology in the next three to five years? Um, that's a, that's a very broad question. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like ultimately, I'm a I'm a big fan of the the technology in general and where things are going. There is uh, there are still a lot of things that have to happen before it becomes much more mainstream, and um, like particularly, wait. So there's I know there's there's like the the main reason it was developed was that it was decentralized networks to get rid of middlemen. Um, but unfortunately, in our society nowadays, middlemen to a certain extent are a little necessary because they they grease the wheels a bit and make things a little bit easier. And so I'm waiting for a happy medium to take place that will allow the average person to be able to buy, sell, trade, get involved in cryptocurrency, but without having to pay attention to being their own bank and, and pay attention to their own wallet. Um, like I'll give my mom as an example, she loses her car keys all the time. And I'm not saying that if she, her money was associated with a wallet that she would lose all the time, but she might. And now we associate a wallet address with property. And if you lose that wallet address or someone else gets hold of that wallet address, they now have access to your property. And so there's, there's, uh, I'm waiting for, and I'm not sure exactly what the answer is with that, but I definitely see something happening in the next three to five years that's going to help tie people's identity easier to, to these decentralized networks that will allow them to handle their property, also control their data, control their um, identity, and kind of weave it together in one kind of like. Kind of like what WeChat is, is doing and, and pushing, but um, you know, less of a controlled by one single large corporation kind of thing. Right. Do you think that that solution is going to be AI or biometrics? I definitely think it's going to be biometrics. Um, I think AI will be part of that and part of that solution. And you know, it 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 may be a government agency that actually. Although I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, but yeah, there's definitely going to be a biometrical part of it where something like your fingerprint is tied to your identity much more closely right now that allows you to handle your bank accounts, handle all of your property all in the same place. That would, I know if, if that were to happen, that would a lot more people would be excited about the space, especially if whomever was running that entity could prove that they were not like if people had control of their data, control of their own identity, I think they would be more interested in it than like what Facebook is messing around with. I totally agree. Totally agree, my friend. Hey, Yuri, mm -hmm. thanks for chatting with me. Man. I appreciate it. Of course. My pleasure.